You're listening to the GGC Life Podcast, weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. Um, but I want to talk about the authority of the believer. Um, and before we dive into the message, yesterday we saw um, Iwan and, and Jira got married, which is an amazing wedding, spectacular, full of love, full of tears. It's beautiful to see the bridegroom. You know, standing there waiting for the bride to come in. It's a beautiful moment because it took a while after five bridesmaids coming down and then the girls and the little ones. And, and then she came and he's weeping, crying and sobbing and everyone's crying. The mum and the dad that's walking down, Jira, uh, Geraldine, uh, they're crying. She's crying, like literally crying and smiling. And just, it was powerful. It was beautiful, special. And that's because you do it God's way. They waited. They, they, they sexually abstained. They were holy. They... They, they found each other in God, and then they waited. Isn't that beautiful? And when they got together, it was like just the presence of God goes shoom, in that place. It's almost you couldn't hold back your tears. I literally was had to stop looking because I'm crying already. I've got to speak in a moment. And I don't imagine the celeb, celebrant being a, sob, a sobbing mess. It's not good. So I was literally holding back. And, and uh, I mean, I was crying, but I had to oh, compose myself at the same time. But... Um, it was beautiful. So when you see them, they come back from their honeymoon. Just congratulate them. And uh, the authority of the believer. Did you know that we are in a war? Do you really believe that we are in a war? Like, not a, spirit, not a physical war, but a spiritual war. And it really, This needs to really sink in. There is an enemy, and he hates you. I don't want to scare you, but he does hate you. How do I know that? Because Jesus... He's the son of the living God. He revealed heaven. He revealed the Father's will. He spoke only what the Father wanted him to speak. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He can only speak truth, which is reality. And he said, the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So think about that. There's an enemy to our soul, and he wants to only kill. He actually is a serial killer. And Jesus is a serial savior. Ha-ha! But the the devil is a serial killer and he does want to kill and he does want to steal from you. He wants to steal your happiness, your peace, your joy. He wants to steal this, your faith. He wants to steal relationships. He wants to steal finances. He wants to steal steal stuff from you. He's a a thief. The only way he can steal from you is by telling you a lie and you believe in the lie. The only way the enemy has authority over you is when you believe a lie. It can only deceive you to believe a lie. But when you hear the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Amen. So but we've got to understand there is an enemy. There's a real enemy. It's a fallen angel. He was one of the most, he was a powerful angel. He was an archangel. He was quite powerful. He was beautiful when he was Lucifer. But he fell from heaven, fell from light. And he fell into darkness and he took a third of the angels. But, you know, I just want to remind you, yes, God's got two thirds of, of angels. But you know, God can just make a thousand billion angels like that. That's true. He really can. There's no law against himself. If he wants to make a billion angels because he just wants to, he can do that. So don't ever think, there's demons everywhere. Oh, oh no, the demons are so powerful. No. They're limited. They're not omnipresent. And there's no devil under every bush. I'm not talking about that, but you have to be, be real and know there is an enemy. And we are in a spiritual war. So when you understand that we're actually in a spiritual war because the enemy... Will, will succeed if he can null us to sleep to actually think there's no spiritual war. So if you believe there's no war, there's no real spiritual war. 
When I think about someone being nulled to sleep, they're unaware of, you know, when you're asleep in a bed, you're not unaware of surroundings because you're sleeping. You don't hear noises. Usually you don't. <laughs> but if you're asleep, you're unaware. And so if you're spiritually asleep, you're unaware of the eternal consequences of a hell separated from God for all eternity. That's the consequences of disobeying, you know, not accepting Christ. And the eternal rewards in heaven. Not being aware of the eternal rewards in heaven. If you're nulled to sleep, you don't believe there's an enemy. But we, we've got to be aware. Okay, we're in a fight. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 that, there, um, that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But we do wrestle against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickednesses in high places. So we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It's not your boss is not the problem. Your husband's not the problem, sorry to say. Your wife's not the problem. It's not your children. It's not your neighbor. It's not your friend. It's not, they're not the problem. There's a spirit behind. So we're talking about a spiritual warfare. It's real. We are battling. They are conniving. They are strategizing. But we've got the upper hand. Thank God. Amen. Bible says the devil is, First Peter, I think it is, or in Peter, the devil roams around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. He can't devour anyone, anyone and everyone. He's trying to seek. Where's an opening? Who can I devour? Who can I pull down? Who can I get? Who can I get my hands on? He's seeking whom he, may, he wants to devour. He can't just devour anyone, anybody. If there was a roaming lion, a ferocious lion in the piazza right now, and he's roaring, and he's free. He got out of a cage. I'm moving him from, from Taronga Zoo to the Black, Blacktown Zoo. There is one building there. And, and he got out, and now he's in the piazza. If you knew that the lion was there, you would make sure you'd be out of the zone of the lion. Because you're aware there's a lion there. I'm not going to get anywhere near the zone. So when, you, when you're aware there's a spiritual warfare, you're aware I'm not going to go into that zone of darkness because I don't want him to have any access to me. You're aware. Now, why is it important to be aware that there's a spiritual war going on? Because God's given you armory. He's given you an armor to fight. And the other thing the enemy uses is uh, fiery darts of the wicked one. That's in Ephesians chapter 6. So the shield of faith quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked one. The faith is supposed to quench it. But if you don't have your faith up and your armor's not on, the fiery dart could get through and hit your internal spiritual organs and you start to bleed. I think that's unforgiveness and bitterness and offense. I think it's pride, to be honest. I think it's pride is subtle. I'm doing quite well. I don't need to pray. Everything's just going fine. When you have a prayerless day, it's saying I have confidence in myself. I'll make, I'll make this day happen. Everything's just fine. Subtle. Have another prayerless day. Have another prayerless day. Another one don't talk to God. Another one not in the word. It's subtle. The enemy doesn't get you like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to make you commit adultery. No, he's a subtle. Little by little. Compromise, compromise. He's a, he's a deceiver. He's an accuser of the brethren. The brothers and sisters. But, you know, that's what it means. He, all he wants to do is accuse. So if you're under condemnation all the time, that means you've, you've somehow opened up yourself up to the enemy lying to you. To me, it's like him vomiting over you God doesn't want you to live under condemnation we shouldn't have any condemnation when you're in Christ Jesus oh, but what about if I mess up if you mess up ask God to forgive you Amen. confess your sins to God and he's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness and once you've confessed to God it's forgiven forgotten and it's not the enemy has no tactic no ammunition against you 
You're free. You've got to believe this. That there's a war over your soul. There's a spiritual war. He's an accuser. He's also a deceiver. And he's, an and he's a tempter. They're just some of the things that the enemy does. But I'm saying all that to realize you need to know your authority. Because why, why do we need to have authority? Because we're in a war. I wouldn't need authority if we weren't in a war. The fact that we're in a spiritual war, is, that's why I need to have authority. And I need to know my authority. And I need, to, I need to know how to exercise my authority. The problem is, is we don't know how to exercise our authority if we don't know we've got authority. The first thing is know that you've got authority. So, so important that we know that we actually have authority because the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. When I think about Jesus, I think that he wants to teach me about life. He wants to teach me how to do life in every area of my life. Family, relationships, my marriage, my children, finances. He wants to teach me health, mental health. Peace is so beautiful. You don't know how powerful peace is until you lose peace. If you're walking in peace, you don't know how powerful it is until you start to lose your mind and full of fear, full of stress. Wow. Who's ever got close to just uh, losing their mind in the era of anxiety attack? Yeah. yeah, I have. You know, and you just lose your mind. It's like, <gasps> yeah. Now, when I first became a Christian at the age of 19, many, 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 many years ago, just in case you didn't know that, <laughs> not that long. I was 19 years old. I, I don't know. I was sensitive. I, I believed everything. I, I, I believe, I'm a Catholic boy. Never lived it. But I believed the Bible. For some reason, I just believed the Bible is the Word of God. And, and so these believers, when I, a couple of them, it was in the culture of the church. They told me, now that you're a Christian, the devil is going to attack you. You're on his hit list. I mean, this is pretty much what they're telling me. You're, you're on his hit list. He, wasn't, he didn't care about you before. Now that you're a believer, you're in the, you're in the, you've just changed kingdoms. You were in darkness, now you're in light. Now, you, now he wants to attack you. So if, no, if, when he attacks you, rebuke him in the name of Jesus. Okay, it's the only thing I had. I had this ammunition that I could rebuke him in the name of Jesus when I get attacked. So I'm, that was the worst thing I could probably, possibly say to a baby Christian. Because now I'm poised, literally in every area. My faith is poised. My, my mind, my thoughts, my spirit, everything's poised that I'm going to be attacked. I, I, I really was poised. And I, I look back now and realize, man, I was set up. Not knowing to them, but that's what they did. They, they shouldn't have done that. But. So I'm in, a, I'm in a car with the girlfriend I had at the time. I was about to say ex-girlfriend, but she's ex now. But back then, she's my girlfriend. I was at the old Apia Club, La Montage, where La Montage is. The bay water goes to a canal where the army base used to be. And the canal was full of water. I mean, totally full. My car was parked right in front of the canal. I'm a baby, baby Christian. I just came to church. I think it was like the next day or the next, maybe it was Tuesday. It was like one or two days after. And I remember... Ignition was in the car and I had this strong thought in my mind. This is how much I didn't know my authority. Okay, think about this. This is when you don't know, this is how much the enemy can have authority over you. And I had this strong thought. You should, maybe you should take the keys out of the ignition, put it on the dashboard because the devil might make you start the car and throw you in and kill you. I had a thought like that. And I'm starting to think, should I or shouldn't I? Should I start the car? I mean, take the car, sorry. I'll take the keys out and throw it on the dashboard. I mean, should I or shouldn't I? Should I? It got so powerful in my mind, I started to lose my mind. I'm, this is exactly what happened. I, was, I started manifesting with fear. Should I listen? In my mind, she's going, what's wrong? I don't know. I'm, my brain, I can't explain it any other way. It felt like it was doing... That's what it sounded like inside wow. my head. It sounded like that sound of it. I'm, what's wrong? I don't know what's wrong. And I'm fighting. I said, just pray, pray. 
I don't know what to pray, how to pray. I don't have a clue that I had authority over those thoughts. I mean, how ridiculous is this now? It's ridiculous because I had power and authority to choose my thoughts. But somehow I believed that the enemy, how, this is how sensitive I was to the things of God, that I could, he could make me start, should I take it up? I mean, ridiculous. But it really happened. And I never, that's 31 years ago. I still remember it. Now, why is that important? Because you, you were made in God's image and God's likeness. You go to Genesis chapter 1, we've got to understand the authority that God has given us. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Remember, God didn't think the universe into existence, did he? He didn't say, God thought, light be. No, God said, light be. God said, and he spoke things into existence. He didn't just think it, he spoke it. Now God said, let us make man in our image. How powerful is that? God made mankind in his image and in his likeness. Let them, God said this, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. You've got authority over all the creeps. Never forget that. Any creeps. But God said you've got authority. Who's got the authority? Mankind has authority. God delegates his authority to us to rule and to reign with the authority he gave us. We so think that God's in authority. Isn't God in control? No, God gave us the authority. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and God said to him, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue it. That means to rule again. To rule the earth. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. I just want you to catch the fact that God made us in his image and his likeness. We really are in his image and his likeness. I don't just read that as like a fairy tale. Oh, he was trying to mess with words and just trying to... No, he made us in his image and his likeness. He made Adam from the, the, the dust, the dirt, and then he breathed. Adam wasn't a living soul until God breathed into him the breath of life. The breath of Adam came from the breath of God. The Spirit of God breathed into Adam. So when he came alive, he's glowing with glory. There's no sin in Adam. There's no selfishness in Adam. There's no depression. Do you think God's got depression? I think God has a thought of depression? Never. Not an oppressed oppress thought, not a depressed thought, not a thought of anxiety, not a thought of fear. God's full of faith, no fear. Adam and Eve were too. Full of faith, no fear. Full of joy, no depression. Full of peace, no anxiety. You've got to understand what we had to realize what we lost so that when God restored back to us what we had, we realized what we got. So we don't know the importance of the, the bad news. What is good news in the without the context of bad news. Why is good news good news? Because there's some bad news. Bad news without God, without Christ, we go to hell for all eternity. The good news is Christ came down and died on the cross for our sins. That's why it's good news. There's a consequence. Without Christ, we go to hell. But with Christ, we go to heaven. We lost the presence of God. What's the good news? Jesus restored it. So when Adam, when God said to Adam, you can eat of all the trees. Only don't touch this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's God's word. That's God's authority. Adam and Eve are supposed to exercise their authority under God's authority. But when they disobeyed God, they severed, they rebelled, and they broke away from the authority. They actually rebelled. They rebelled. They said, I don't follow. We don't want to follow you. We want to see what we see. 
this is going to be good to us. They, they didn't trust God. They go, no, what we see looks good, tastes good. It's going to make us, the devil lied to them. They believed the devil, all that sort of stuff. They rebelled and they came away out of the authority. They lost authority. So in a sense, mankind, Adam and Eve, committed high treason, high treason against God. And Satan usurped the authority and through deception took the authority to rule. The Bible says Satan is the little God of the earth. He's the God of the world, not the earth, God of the world. The God of this world has blinded the minds of those who do not believe. That's in 2 Corinthians. So the God of this world, Satan, has blinded the minds of those who believe in, so they don't believe in Christ. Who's the God of this world? Satan. Remember when Satan came to Jesus in the, uh, the wilderness? Because all the kingdoms of the world were given to me. If you bow down, worship me, I'll give them to you now. What a shortcut that was. Because Jesus was going to get it anyway. He was just going to get it by submitting to the authority of the Father. He was going to get it the right way, the legal way, the righteous way. But Satan says, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give it to you now. But Satan can't tempt him with something he doesn't have. They were given to him by Adam. The kingdoms of the world, the whole world, through deception, Adam usurped the authority of the man. So that's why bad stuff happened. Bad stuff happened is because there's evil people on the planet that choose evil and all that sort of stuff. And that's why God, I believe God doesn't do anything on the earth except through believing prayer. I just believe that. Why? Because God gave us the authority. John Wesley quoted that. He believed that God doesn't do anything on the earth except through believing prayer. It's because of the authority that He gave us. He gave us the authority. Amen. So when you understand what happened, well, we lost the authority because of rebellion. But God brought another Adam. The Bible refers to Jesus as the last Adam and the second Adam. And Jesus referred to himself as the son of man, which actually means the son of Adam. A lot, a lot more than the son of God, even though he referred to himself as the son of God. He was fully God, but he emptied himself of the privilege of being God and became a man. Philippians says that. Now, this is very important to believe, because if you don't believe this, you'll always say, yeah, but Jesus cast out devils and he healed the sick because he's the son of God, because he's God in the flesh. God did not take on the devil as God. The devil took, look at it this way. The devil took on man and defeated man as man, like man. So Jesus couldn't come as God and defeat the devil on our behalf as God. He emptied himself of the privilege of being God, was a man, completely as a man, obedient to the point of death, and served God in relationship and covenant with God and defeated the devil as a man. That's why he could say, the works that I do shall you do also. And greater works than these, because I go to the Father. You've got to understand, what access did Jesus have to the Father? Because of a man. He was a man in relationship, in covenant, in obedience to God. He proved and modeled that you can do it. Now, if you don't believe that, it doesn't, you will not have, the doorway won't open up for you to believe that you can do the works of Jesus. Because you don't have the authority like he has the authority. You have authority like Jesus has authority. It's all over the Scriptures. You actually have to read the scriptures out of context to not to believe this. I'm telling you now. I'll show you in a moment. You have to read the scriptures out of context to not to, be- not to believe that you have authority like Jesus has authority. But you have to believe that Adam lost it as a man. God brought another man, defeated the devil on our behalf. Amen. So I go into a boxing ring. I wouldn't go into a boxing ring, you know. Fight, what's one of the best fighters these days, you know? 
But if someone else fought on my behalf and defeated him, bashed him to a pole, he's on the ground, and then he goes here and he gives me the victory. He says, this is your victory. I'll go in after that because he defeated him <laughs> on my behalf. That's what Jesus did. Jesus stripped Satan of his authority. You got to understand, what did Jesus do? He came as, through a virgin birth because all of mankind was fallen. There's another story there, but he had to come through a virgin birth. I believe he, the blood that Jesus got came from his father, not his mother. I believe that's scientifically proven. The mother of the baby in the mother's womb does not cross. The blood of the baby does not cross with the mother's baby. It's just scientifically known. So I believe that Jesus' blood came from the father, which is God, who pregnated Mary. So he didn't have fallen, contaminated blood. God brought another Adam in, perfect, without sin. So that when Jesus dies on the cross, he dies for humanity, for mankind. He dies to strip Satan back. So he's representing mankind. He identified himself with mankind as if you'd hung on the cross for your own sins, but you didn't. You didn't have to. He did it on our behalf for us. And when he dies, he goes, on the third day, I'll rise again. Because he knew he had no sin. See, Satan had no legal right to put death on a man who never sinned. He's a righteous man. What legal right can you put, can you, gives you a right to put death on a man who's righteous? You can't. Satan did something illegal so that God could do something legally and forgive everyone that puts faith in the man who was illegally mistreated by the enemy. So, he, so Jesus, that's why after he dies and he gives up the ghost, where did his spirit go? They put his body into the tomb. But I believe his spirit went to hell, stripped Satan of the authority, took the keys. Amen. The keys. It says that in the book of Revelations. He took the keys from death and hell. And as he took it, that's why when he does get resurrected, and he took, you know, 500 people went up to the mountain and to the apostles and to the disciples. He goes, all authority under heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, you go. With what? With that authority. All authority has been given to me. When did, when did he get it back? When he died on the cross. When he stripped Satan of his authority. It's a beautiful picture because I think it's Philipp, yes, Philippians or Colossians talks about, um, I think it's Colossians, that Satan was stripped naked. Stripped of his authority. And like the, the picture there is the Romans would take a defeated king, strip him naked, tie him up to the end of the chariot and ride through the, the city and say, this is what will happen to you if you rebel against the king, this kingdom, the Roman kingdom. And they, they would get killed. Obviously, if they weren't dead, they're going to die after being dragged naked throughout the streets, humiliated and stripped of everything. And that's the picture that Paul paints. Satan has been totally humiliated, totally stripped of his authority against mankind. But if we don't know, you can't exercise authority over it. The human spirit, is made, you know, we are made in God's image, remember? Made in God's likeness. Remember that, that, that person that was demon-possessed in the Bible? And it, he lived in the tombs, in the, you know, the graves, and he was chained, and the chain couldn't hold him. And he was naked, and he would rip himself up with rocks. You know how many demons he had? He, when Jesus says, how many de- how, uh, what's your name? He said, legion, for we are many. Le- a legion of the Roman times were 2,000 soldiers minimum. Some say 2,000 to 5,000. So just think about it for a second. Two to 5,000 demons in the human being and couldn't kill him because they wanted to kill. Remember? What's his strategy? Steal, kill, and destroy. Why was he harming himself? He was trying to kill him. The demons were trying to kill him. But one human being was resisting and holding and containing 2,000 plus demons. They're not as powerful as you think they are, the demons I'm talking about. Human being, made in God's image, contained, housed, 2,000. That's a lot. Just want you to see the power 
that God has created us in His image and His likeness. When we understand that Satan has been stripped of his authority, now Jesus says, all authority under heaven and earth has been given to me. Now you go. How? With that authority. You know where the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. We're ambassadors for Christ. What's an ambassador do? You know, we've got ambassadors for Australia that represent Australia to uh, certain countries. If you and I were an ambassador to go to Papua New Guinea, an ambassador has to speak on behalf of the government, doesn't he? I can't speak my own will. I can't speak my own desire. Oh, I want to do this. I can stay in line with what the authority or the government, who's my authority, has told me to say. They give me a message. They tell me what we will back. If you say this, we will back this. So I go there with the will of the government. I've got to speak the will of the government. And they'll back me if I speak according to their will. In other words, I have to come under authority to exercise authority of an ambassador. I can't go do my own thing. But the government of Australia, of all its army, of all its power, military power, will back me because I'm representing Australia. That's what an ambassador does. When you go to one person or to a nation or to a city or to a crowd and you speak on behalf of God, on behalf of heaven, as an ambassador, you're saying this is what God will do. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, He'll forgive you of your sins. Because He took your sicknesses on the cross, He'll heal you today. You, you can be rest assured God will back me because this is what he wants me to I'm praying his will. I'm speaking his will. Now, I can't do my own thing. If I'm not under authority, it doesn't work. That's what I'm trying to get at. James tells us, if you want to, chapter 4, verse 7, most of us cry, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. What a beautiful scripture. But the scripture actually says, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I'll, look at it, I'll read it again. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. If you don't submit yourself to God, the devil won't be resisted. To the degree that you sum, you're under authority will determine the degree that you can exercise authority. If I'm living in open sin and I'm living in rebellion, I'm living in, in, in my flesh, I'm not going to have exercise authority over those things. Following? You've got to be under authority. The centurion, remember, he, the centurion means he's a, a, soldier, he's a, a, a commander over 100 soldiers. Centurion in the Roman army. His servant was dying, close to death, about to die. He uh, sends a servant to Jesus. Servant to Jesus says, "Please come." He goes, "Look, I'm not even worthy for you to come under the house of my, under my the roof of my house. But just say the word, because I'm a man also under authority. And I speak to this servant, go do this, and I say to that servant, go do that, and they do what I ask him. He understood authority. First thing he said is, "I'm under authority." Therefore, I exercise authority. And Jesus says, wow, I've never, heard so much, I've never seen so much faith. Not even all of Israel, because this man understood authority. He's submitted under authority, and therefore he can exercise authority. And this guy basically, the centurion really understood, you just have to speak the word, the demons will listen to you, because you're under authority. Because God, Jesus, you got the authority. You're under God's authority, and when you speak, demons have to listen. So you have to be under authority, which is living a Christian life. It's simple. Normal life, following Christ, out of love for God. He's given us the authority. We've got to understand the enemy has been defeated. I can show you scriptures. I've, I've seen people that, that uh, what's the word, uh, reason away the power of God or the authority that we've got. 
in Matthew 10, verse 1, it says, He gave apostles power over all the power of the enemy to cast out devils and to heal diseases. Jesus gave power to the 12 apostles to cast out devils and to heal all manner of diseases. Some people, some people say, see, that was to a spoken you know, to a few 12. That was in their context. Jesus only gave it to the 12. And they, 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 they reason away the power of God for us today because they try to say, Get rid of it out of context. But what about other scriptures like Luke chapter 10, verse 17? He gave the 70 power over all the power of the enemy. That's in your Bible too. 70 now. He's now delegated to 70. I give you authority. I give you power to cast out. And I give you power over all the power of the enemy. That's what Jesus said to the 70. But what about Mark chapter 16, verse 17? Because you can say, well, that was just to the 70. In those days, Jesus gave authority. In those days, it's gone today. Now the authority is the word of God. I've read it. Be careful what you read. What other people say, the Bible says. But what about Mark chapter 16, verse 17? This is saying to all the believers, whosoever believes shall cast out devils. How can you cast out devils if you don't have authority over a devil? These signs will follow those who what? Believe. Does that qualify you? Just be a believer. You have authority by Jesus. He gave it to you to cast out devils and to heal the sick. To lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Just listen to the language for a moment, please. Please. Jesus never instructed us to pray for devils to come out. Always said, cast a devil out. Because when you've got authority, you don't pray. So I say, oh, pray God that you cast the devil out and pray God that you get it out and you speak to God. You've got authority. Delegated authority. You command the devil to leave. Now, Smith Wigglesworth... Uh, it was using an example that I think there was a dog that was following him over and over, like following him. And, and um, eventually, I think it was somebody else, but he watched it. And eventually, he said, go away, go away, go, shoo, shoo, go home. The person kept saying, I was at a bus stop. And the, go, go, go. And he'd go and they'd come back, crawling back, the dog. And finally, they go, go home. And the dog raced off and took off. And Smith Wigglesworth blurted out, that's how you treat the devil. Like, in other words, you've got to be firm. It's almost like, how dare you put sickness on my family? You have no right to put sickness on my family. You have no legal right. You get angry. You've got, to have, you've got to know your righteousness to get angry. You've got to know that you belong to God. Or else you just, oh, yeah, I've got another sickness. <laughs> How you doing today? Yeah, not bad uh, under the circumstances. Well, what are you doing under the circumstances? <laughs> Think about it for a second. I'm under the circumstances. Your mind, your view, your perspective in life that you are under. So I can, compared to the circumstances, I'm, doing okay because I'm under the circumstances. You've been given authority over circumstances. The way we exercise the authority is first exercise authority over your thoughts to choose the right thinking, to, to think on God's word, to cast down any bad thoughts that don't align themselves to the word of God. So you've got you to be able to control your thoughts, your emotions, to come in line with God's word. It starts with your life before you start to rule. Now you never, over, never rule over people. The one thing Jesus... The Word of God doesn't give us authority is to, over people. There's over every living thing, over every living creature, over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle. We take dominion, but not over people. Just in case people go, oh, I've got authority. No, it's, it's, you serve people and we, we, we listen to God. So I would never give a, you know, a two-year-old... A two-year-old daughter, I would feed, I would clothe, make sure they get washed, put the right clothes on. 
But imagine when they're 18, 19. If I'm still clothing them, feeding them, something wrong with this picture, isn't it? Because they've grown up. The church has to grow up and realize the authority that God has given us. If you've been a Christian for 10 years or 15 years and you still go to somebody else, I need prayer, I need deliverance, I need there's a problem here in my room, and there's some, I get attacked at nighttime, nightmares. And like, if, if you don't know your authority, then you can't exercise authority. I understand that. We kept people babies if you don't teach these things. I've seen, you know, I've watched some YouTube, great preaching. I love listening to other preachers. I do a lot. And this is probably a while back, so maybe 10, 15 years ago, but on YouTube, but I listened to it recently. And, and the man of God was a great message, great preach. But at the end, it was a big crowd, big church. He's praying, but he's the man of God with power. He's the man of God. He's praying for everybody. It's great. And it's great in its era and great in its season. But God's trying to get us all to understand we all have authority. Because everyone's sitting back, looking back, and, and he's the anointed one. He's going to, you know, and it works, and it's God and all that. But God wants to bring us into maturity where, where you pray over your family. If the enemy's trying to take your kids away from God and deceive them and bring deception, you have authority as a father, as a priest, as a mother to speak, to pray, to prophesy. If sickness hits your children, you can either go, oh, yeah, just, you know, let's battle it in the natural. You know. Pray, believe God for healing. Exercise the authority that God has given you. There's certain things I would not give my little child, like... Uh, um, if they're two or three years old, you wouldn't put him behind a car. You wouldn't give him a rifle. I mean, Ezekiel, when we went to casino, he shot a shotgun. He shot a rifle first, and then they even gave him a shotgun, but under supervision. That was a few years ago. But, you know, I wouldn't, look, I wouldn't put Evangeline under, behind a wheel. She's 11. I could probably, you know, Ezekiel might be capable. He's 14 now. But doesn't mean it, that doesn't mean he should. Doesn't mean he should go behind a car because he's still underage. So certain things as you grow, you expect people to grow up. In, okay, you've got, the, you've got the maturity now to be able to drive a car because it's a responsibility. But I wouldn't put a two-year-old behind a wheel. And so God's trying to give the church power, but we've got to mature. We've got to grow up. We've got to be spiritually mature. To go, I'm not going to use this selfishly. I'm going to use this for your glory. I'm going to use this to reach people, the power I'm talking about. The miracles and healings and authority that God has given us. I remember my ex-girlfriend, I was talking about that time. She, she had uh, tampered with seances and tarot card readings a lot and a lot of seances. And so she had problems with demons, evil spirits. I mean, it was real. I've, I've seen many demons manifesting. But um, one time we were in a prayer room. Uh, in a, someone's unit and we we're praying in a circle worshipping a demon picked her body up and slammed her on the wall wow. in front of everybody and her eyes would roll back and all this sort of stuff one time it went started manifesting I remember ringing one of the elders and go, hey, you know, she's got a demon this is a problem what do I do and, can, can, and I was asking for the pastors to organise the time to pray for that and the, this elder I loved what he said he goes you've got authority you're a believer aren't you I said yeah you can cast it out alright but baby we're about, <laughs> we're about two months two months in the Lord Right. Oh, yes, true. We got well, you can pray for him. As I got one of my friends, Taz, and we pray for her. We cast the devil out. Come on. And she manifested, screamed. She, I mean, all sorts of stuff. Like a snake. I mean, stuff that you would not do, you just wouldn't do. And then she got set free. Um, but I'm glad that elder said, you know what, you have authority. Or else it's always like, yeah, come to us, make an appointment, you know. Now, I understand you've got to grow up and you've got to know your authority. 
Smith Wigglesworth, great man of God, preacher, raised the dead and everything. He's in his room sleeping and he literally felt an evil presence. And in the book it says, and he turned around, he saw Satan himself standing in his room. You know what his reaction was? Looked at him. Oh, it's only you. And turned over and went, <laughs> and went to sleep. So when there's no fear, the enemy can't grip you. You've got to know what you have in God. You've got to know that, that if a policeman, like I'm a short man. Pabs is not here today, but Pabs is short. He's a policeman. If I was a policeman, even being short, if I stopped someone because they were doing 180 on the highway and the big guy comes out, he's six foot six, full of muscle, looks pretty mean. And I'm short, I'm small. I don't have more power than him, but I have more authority. The police force will back what I say. He can do whatever he wants to me, but in the physical. But you know what? The police force and the government will chase him down until he pays the fine or put him in jail. Because that's the beauty of the law. Because we have authority for a reason. When someone breaks the law, breaks rebellion, and takes away from the authority, it takes themselves out of the authority of the government, we can have consequences. So in the spirit realm, if a demon, I don't care how powerful the demon is, I don't care if it's more powerful. It's not anyway. But you've got to remember, we've got powerful angels, magnificent, powerful, mighty warriors behind me. And I go, get out in the name of Jesus. And they have to. If they try not to, they'll be forced by the angels to get out. They'll be forced. They'll physically grab them and take them out. You've got to believe that. You've got to know that. When I, was a ba- I used to get attacked when I was young, when I was a baby Christian. You know, evil spirits at nighttime and stuff like that. People, I hear stories all the time from people that are still, you know, some people are getting attacked. But um, I remember the times when I used to get attacked. One time, I literally, I can't explain, I'll try to cut it short. My mind, I felt like my, I was losing my mind. As my mind was going, I felt like my spirit was coming out of my body. And I, all I could think is, I'm getting dragged to hell. I literally had the fear that I'm getting dragged. I'm getting out of my body and I'm dragging to, and I'm fighting it. I'm trying to speak. I can't shout. I can't move. I can't feel like I'm stunned. And I can't do anything. And then Tony was, you know, was in the same room, sleeping in the, his bed. We used to share a room. And, and I remember, I can't, I can't explain any other way. I, I literally stood up like a sit-up and I screamed at the top of my voice, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. That's what I was told to do, remember, as a baby Christian. It was all because of that. But, but I, I rebuked the name of Jesus, loud as. I thought, oh, no, mom's going to wake up, dad, sister. I screamed. I could hear it loud. And I, I, what I felt happened is my spirit came out of my body. I screamed it in the spirit. And no one heard me. Came back into my body. And I was still feeling the same. Nothing happened. Nothing changed. I still <laughs> feel like I was getting dragged out. And then all of a sudden I had a thought, Jesus would never let me go to hell. Lifted. Wow. As soon as I had a thought of love and faith and trust. Left. That's what I'm talking about. Once you know you're loved, you're protected. Devils have no right, no authority. They can't touch us. They're afraid of the Jesus in you. They don't want to come near you. They don't want you to wake up to the authority that you've actually got. They don't want you to wake up to know, wow, the authority we've got. The Bible actually says, and I think it's in Isaiah or Ezekiel, when we get to heaven, we're going to go, it was you that tormented the nations? You, that little thing, you. You did all that. That's what we're going to say about the devil when we're in heaven. Just deception. You have authority to rule and to reign in life. And I, that's why prayer is so important. 
That's why we exercise our authority through prayer, through decreeing, through speaking. How do we do this? I think it's, I believe it's lifestyle. It's not praying powerful prayers of faith. And then in my normal day life over dinner or walking and doing life, like, oh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen in that situation. Yeah, we're, we're stuffed. And what did I do? I just prayed prayers of faith and now I'm speaking the opposite. So you, your word is always being heard. You speak negative and doubt and unbelief, the demons go, aha, then I believe the word. Let's get them there. And I'll make that happen. And if you believe the word and you trust God and you speak the word, then you release angels to obey the word. Amen? How does this make sense? It's so important. You've got to know you have authority. So we're not raising up little grown-up babies. We want to grow up. We want, to, we want people to know their authority. The enemy comes, pick up the spiritual rifle, because you know how to use it. Spiritual, all right? So we're going to pray for each other now. We're going to pray, maybe pray. Let's pray. Why don't we stand to our feet right now? I really want us to exercise the authority that God has given us. You don't work for this authority. Can't be good enough, can't earn it. It's been given to you by God. It comes through revelation, knowing this is who we are. This is what God has given us. Do you believe the Bible? Think about the language. Cast out devils. Why did Jesus say that? Because he knew you had authority. In his name, we have authority. If a general told a private, go tell the soldiers, this is my order, this is my command. The private doesn't have authority on his own, but he goes there. The general said, this is what we are to do. Now he's going with the backing of what the general's name represents. If you don't obey, this is an order from the general You'll have consequences. That's the backing that we have. In the name of Jesus, carries weight. If you don't obey, you're going to have consequences. We're talking about the spiritual world of darkness because we've got angels backing us. Remember, being under authority, resist the devil and he'll flee from us. So let's pray. Let's, maybe first, if, you, if we just need to have a moment to say, God, Whatever any areas in our life that I need, we need to bring under God's authority. Let's just do that right now. Between you and God, areas that you might need to repent of, say, God, forgive me for allowing that realm of darkness creeping in, or that lie, that deception, that fear. Just repent before God. Say, God, I, I bring myself under alignment, under the authority of the King, under the authority of the government of heaven. And if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, that's the first step of coming under the authority of the kingdom of heaven. Saying yes to Jesus. You can do that right now. If you're listening via Facebook, you can say right now, Lord, I believe in Jesus that He died on the cross for my sins. He paid the penalty on my behalf. He stripped Satan of all the authority that was against me, and He gave me that authority. So right now, submit to the Lordship of Jesus. Say yes to Him as Lord and as Savior. He'll wash away all your sins. He'll give you peace with God. And then He gives you the armory, the, the military force. He gives you the authority to exercise the name of Jesus. Father, we thank You that without You, we can do nothing. But we are not without You. We thank You that Jesus was in complete 
submission to the Father's will. He didn't do anything except what he saw the Father do. He didn't say anything unless he heard the Father say it. Lord, he did everything the Father showed him to do. He was totally, 100% under authority. That's why you gave him complete authority. So, Father, we thank you as we come under the authority of heaven. Right now, we turn around. We about face. We 100 degree, 180 degree turn around. We accept your truth in Jesus' name. You've been listening to the GGC Life podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. For more, please visit our website, ggclife.com. Or email us, ggclife at ggclife.com. From our house to yours, be blessed.